This is Tom from Hold On I'm Talking Brother interrupting our regular broadcast with a public service announcement. To all fight fans out there, where, wherever you're watching from around the world, if you haven't seen Saturday's main event, stop this podcast right now and go and watch it. It's unmissable TV and from here on out we'll be discussing it in great detail. Come back to us once you've seen it. Thank you all. Listen, stop feeling sorry for your oh, Well, come on then. What's wrong with you? You're too now. You gotta pull the out of the fire. Stay short. Come on, Leon, man. You got it, man. Come on. You got this. Stop shooting. Yeah. Come on, Leon. Come on, Leon. Let's go. You had him. Can you do it again? Come on. Had him. And when, when Edwards goes, he can get to Usman. His kicks are very fast, even in round five. His hands are very fast. He's just got to open up. You know, he's a minute and a half from losing his chance to fight. So you leave it all out there. It does not matter how this fight ends. When that final bell rings, whether you're laying flat on your back or you're in the middle with your head down as his hand gets raised, he's going to win. You gotta empty the gas tank here. Yeah. He may have resigned himself to losing a decision. Well, that's what Dean Thomas said. Yeah. Dean feels like that would be a moral victory for Leon Edwards. But that is not the cloth from which he is cut. I no. mean, that is a detractor. Hello and welcome back to Hold On I'm Talking Brother. My name is Joe Greenwood and you are listening to our UFC 278 review, Usman versus Edwards 2 for the welterweight title. And Tom Ballam, I've got to ask you, so, Sunday morning I felt many emotions. I had a brutal hangover after going out to watch the Anthony Joshua fight against Usyk. I watched UFC 278. And by the end of it, I had tears in my eyes. And Tom Ballam, I have to ask you one question. Were you a jabroni? Did you or did you not cry at this card? <laughs> Joe, it was really, really powerful stuff. Um, pure, raw emotion. After the result in the main event, um, I... I've, I've, I it, how do, you des- how do you describe how you felt? I mean, it, speechless. It's one of the defining moments in, in the sport. You know, one of those absolute peaks um, that you, you hit so rarely. You know, one of those moments for me where you, you kind of remember where you are when that happened. Yeah. Uh, just a, a beautiful storyline coming together. And then we had the main event. <laughs> um, uh, you, two men. You- you yeah. suckered me in there so badly. And I was just like, I was starting to well up again. And then you fucking dropped that on me. Listeners, let's get straight into it. UFC 278's main event. Leon Edwards wins the welterweight title by knocking out Kamaru Usman, the pound-for-pound number one fighter in the world, by head kick in the fifth round with 55 seconds remaining on the clock. And I'm going to just say this right now. There are very few times where I've had almost like an out-of-body experience watching a sport, any sport. 
you know and I'm, I'm thinking about it like the last time i really felt that was maybe tottenham beating man city in the champions league Trippier's free kick against croatia in the world cup semi-final and then in terms of mma what are we looking at anderson silver's triangle choke in the fifth round against chael sonnen in a fight that he was losing uh, t- tom this is in the pantheon of all-time great sporting moments for me and the fact that it was leon edwards made this moment all the better in my humble opinion well i mean let's just set the stage uh for what made this moment so special joe uh now coming in he's looking to upset the reign of a man that's in contention to be the greatest welterweight of all time a man who is looking to equal uh the record of anderson Silva for most wins consecutive wins in the ufc uh truly lofty stakes for usman and leon was the next duck to be shot uh we gave our case for edwards in the pre-fight podcast uh unfortunately my worst fears started to emerge after a good first round for for edwards where he surprised kamara usman uh with the trip he was able to take a dominant position on the mat and, and threaten the choke although not in any mm. you know no real serious not not not, not a it. significant way that sort of what happened edwards tripped and went into full mount against usman's the first guy to take him down into an extremely dominant position and then uh, maneuvered to take his back body lock body triangle uh, across usman and it ended the round ended in kind of a weird position where usman's shoulders were flat on his back and he sort of like scooted around and managed to sort of like negate the body lock and they were sort of trading punches from really a, 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 a non sort of position really Edwards was a pretty like that he was the annoying Siamese twin yes. like, the less dominant one who's just like battering away mm. uh, he got off some good ground upon I don't think anyone would dispute him winning that first round no 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 debate no judges all no gave debate, no judges yeah. gave it to him as well absolutely now without steaming through the next three rounds uh too quickly uh edwards as the fight went on started to succumb to that resting pressure um that usman clearly is still able to deliver uh i did question whether he would be able to pull that out against edwards given his much stronger credentials now and given uh usman's aging and and you know supposedly diminishing athletic ability mm. i was suggesting he blew those those queries away uh and edwards really was starting to to break down and look pretty dejected going into the third and fourth rounds i felt like um in the second round edwards um did well against usman you know keeping basically getting up from takedowns but, you know, he wasn't really able to get much off. Uh, and I felt like it was in round three where Usman really started to dominate. And then round four was when he particularly took over uh, in, the, yeah. in the grappling sense. You could, I mean, that was that was the feeling that you were getting of like, okay, Usman is, he knows he can't finish Edwards. So he's just going to, you know, take part of least resistance, take him down where he can control the variables and, you know, you know get to a decision victory essentially well let me just sum up that transition you're describing there from second to fourth round in terms of Usman's increasing dominance going through the fight 
uh, in my notes I have here that uh, in the second second round it was a uh, you know Usman on the front foot um, more volume versus Edwards precision uh, yeah. and then Edwards shooting again for a takedown and Usman sprawling fending it off me giving the round to Usman mm. um, because of that forward pressure uh, third round Usman takedown cage pressure vintage Usman yeah round four desperation in the Edwards corner Usman wrestled him to death yeah uh, yeah, that's where we were at heading into the fifth round. Can I also just give you the stats here? Uh, round, uh, round two, Usman had one minute forty-two of control. Round three, three minutes twenty-three of control, and round four, two minutes fifty-one of control. Um, so you know, keeping it above half the round of controlling him. Round five. Usman got 1 minute 19 of control. And go on, Tom. Well, yeah, I mean, round five was interesting. Very all right? interesting. Uh, it was very interesting because it, I, I was tempted to say it was a continuation of the same theme. And I certainly remember sat thinking to myself, wow, just how good is this man? This is just what I like. He's just he's just broken Leon. However... At the same time, I did have this feeling, all right, Usman's slowed down a bit here. He is just kind of taking this one off a little bit. You know, he didn't, the freight train certainly didn't keep running. Um, and the pressure he did have, the control he did have in the fifth round, it wasn't actually even sufficient for uh, Herb to let the fight go on. You know, mm. when, when Usman had Edwards pressed up against the cage, he wasn't really getting off any strikes. No. And I think, I think Herb made the right decision to to separate them. I agree. Uh, Usman, he wasn't working to improve the position. And, uh, you know, he was just kind of coasting a little bit. The commentary team seemed to disagree, you know. They were making this big, big hate about Usman. He won't stop. He's not going to take it off. And and I was like, this is, we're watching it right now. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not for the first time. No. Uh, that I was upset with the commentary. I was also extremely upset, yeah, just circling back to to round two, where Cormier said, and I quote, Kamaru hasn't lost a round in a long t- time. And I was like, what? Didn't, Didn't we just watch him lose two rounds to to Colby Covington in his very last fight? Yeah, that- and didn't we just... I yeah, I know. It's odd. Odd commentary, isn't it? Odd commentary. It was, it was frustrating. Uh, I, I don't want to dwell upon that, though, because we're set up now. We've reached the point, yeah. the pivotal moment. Uh, of we have what 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 happened, which was Leon Edwards was in the position of having to find a finish in the fifth round of a title fight that he's losing. He's exhausted. He's got nothing left, and you're thinking, okay, he's as the commentary saying they wrote the, his obituary. They said there's nothing left. Edwards will take the decision loss as a moral victory at this stage, and then Edwards. Throws the right hand out there, just sort of like faint in the jab. Throws the left, left straight as a feint to then set up the left high kick, which came right behind it that Usman did not see coming as he ducked away as Usman leaned to his right and Edward's head kick landed flush on Usman's chin and he folded to the ground, knocked out clean, no follow-up shots. And Edwards wins the welterweight title in the most extraordinary 
of circumstances. Yeah. I, Cue absolute pandemonium. I couldn't, after I, that. I couldn't believe it. This is just one of the most amazing moments I've just ever seen. It was absolutely incredible. And the emotion of that moment, it's just, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go, like, for the next two days, I couldn't go talking about this without tearing up. Like, it was just too much for me to think about. It, well, it just, you know, it's something we all can connect to in our regular humdrum lives, you know, uh, pulling something out from the fire, you know, against the odds. Yeah. Joe, talking back to your boss at the train station. Yeah. <laughs> getting that overtime approved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it really, it's just absolutely beautiful. And of course, it meant so much to Leon. Now, he's framing it slightly differently now that the moment has passed. But I think, I think he felt like the opportunity has slipped away from him. I think there was a moment, especially after the fourth round, where he went back to his corner and he thinks, I'm not getting this shot again. Yeah. Kamara's beat me for a second time and I've been consigned to to the Contend- contender things. status and never nothing ever yeah. more. And but I, he did give his corner the credit of firing him up. But do you know what I really I do love about that finish is that it kind of felt like the most Leon Edwards finish if he was going to do it. It was technically perfect. It was not rushed. He waited for that moment and he thought, this is the time I'm going to do it and I'm going to have to do it now. It wasn't just a mad flurry of like putting himself in a position of getting taken down again. You know, you see that sometimes the guy's chasing it and they get taken down, ground out for the last part of the round. Didn't happen yet. Ed was waiting. Well, I mean, that's what the commentary team, they were screaming for, you know, that he, he needs to take some risks. You know, he needs to throw with that reckless abandon. He needs to go forward. Yeah. But credit, huge credit to the team and Edward's preparation because we've since seen that he had actually spotted this tendency of Usman since he's developed this um, boxing-friendly style, since he's fallen in love with that jab of his. He's used to now pivoting away from uh, from the opponent's jab, exiting on that same side, uh, and they spotted it. Yeah. And they thought, if we throw enough work to the open body side, if we throw enough um, with with that left hand, yeah. Usman's going to pivot out to the side. And there it was. It, yeah, uh, there was... Edwards timed it perfectly. The other thing, Joe, Go just sorry, I'm going to let you in in a second here, but I just want to say something else that made this quite interesting. I was listening to uh, Alex Volkanovsky break this one down. Oh, wow. And what, what he was saying was that... Um, what made this uh, particularly effective is that, of course, yes, fighters are expecting, um, you know, you, you to go from left side to right side, you know, so you're moving from power, your momentum is shifting. Um, mm. And so they, they expect that from the opponent. It is hard to follow up two on the same side, two strikes. Yeah. But it's not just uh, that you're throwing two strikes from one side. Your timing is also a bit different, mm. the tempo with which you throw. So it's not like one, two. It's more like one, two and a half. Right. Okay. I I see what you're saying. The rhythm is ever so slightly different. And if it had that rhythm, he thinks that perhaps Usman would have would have actually got out of the way. But because it came in that like half step moment, you know, because it was just a faint, and and then the shot came, that it, it you know Usman just walked onto it perfectly, and that's that's here we are talking about it now. Yeah, I mean that's a great point as well and also particularly coming from someone like Volkanovsky who like Edwards has an incredibly modern game 
built around that sort of half step moments those half beats that luke thomas sort of uses that term of the half beat of like the moment the movement in between the two main movements volkanovsky's a master of catching you in that time and so if he's picking up on that of edwards you can tell that edwards this people who call this a fluke just have no idea what they're talking about if, if it's it's like if i hear someone say oh it was a fluke it was this i can i know i can dismiss you at that stage do you know what i mean like i know that your opinion means nothing you know and that it's just no really it's true because it's like if you think that like you know if he threw like a fucking crescent kick or something where it's just like something that he's never thrown in his life and he knocked him out with that you'd be like okay wow that was potentially a bit fluky but this was a shot that he's landed on pretty much every fighter he's ever fought that he set up here with Usman as well where he threw the left hand and would follow up with either a low kick or the body kick and then kicks up the middle as well like he had the kicking game was implemented throughout the fight so that that head kick was going to be there. And have you seen, by the way, the footage of Cejudo watching this fight? This is incredible. He sat two seats down from Ali Abdelaziz, who is Usman's manager. And it says, beginning of round five. And Cejudo turns to Ali and says, easy money, Ali, easy money. And Ali turned around and said, there's no such thing, bro. Then it cuts to about 10 seconds before the finish. And Cejudo's watching it. And he's watching, you know, and he's a he has the same manager as Usman's. You know, he knows Usman for a long time. And he's watching it. And you can hear Edward's corner yell, head kick, Leon. One second later, it happens. And you can see Cejudo's face drop of like, oh, my God, what have I done? And you can see Ali Abdelaziz, his head in his hands, crestfallen absolutely crestfallen so this idea of edwards was easy money that that was a fluke if you're saying that shit i got no time for you brother okay hold on i'm talking brother you're a jabron (laughs) indeed joe indeed but it does lead us on to that question uh of of the preceding uh 24 minutes of fighting yeah uh in which usman was winning Damn, he looked damn. He looked good, really Joe. good. He looked damn. He looked like the goat, to be honest. He looked like the welterweight goat. He, is what he, he looked. Like. He looked evolved. He looked imperious. Yeah. Uh, I was really, really impressed. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that emblematic uh, corner of Leon's caught it pretty right when they said, "Don't let him bully you," because that's exactly what his mum was doing. He was big brother in him. He was giving him a hard time. He was wearing on him. And he, he did look like he had broken Leon. Yeah. Um, now, obviously a devastating loss for Usman. Uh, the only thing that's impressed me more than Usman's performance is how he's taken the loss. He has been absolutely incredible. He has not taken anything away from Edwards, he said. He was in this moment of having to throw a Hail Mary and get something done, and he did it. And what else can I say to that? And Usman has said, along with Dana White, there has to be a rematch, and it has to be in England. Usman's calling for it in England as well. And I, I love that. I love it. He wants to go there. First off, I know he knows financially at Wembley Stadium, that's going to make him a lot more money than it is in, like, you know, 15,000. Salt, Lake, Salt City. Lake City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's thinking, oh, shit, 80,000 people at Wembley? Well, for that, you're going to put me in Utah and <laughs> we're going to England, baby. <laughs> yeah. And then also, imagine what that's going to be like for Usman. That's a once-in-a-lifetime experience of being yeah. in absolute enemy territory. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to say, uh, I got to say, you know, I, I did have mixed emotions in as much as, you know, I had that euphoria for Leon and what it meant for British MMA. But then I thought like, well, I, re- I really like Kamaru as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. I really like Kamaru and uh, he's chasing greatness and he he's there he's, he's right there and it's, oh, it's 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 hard knocks but you know let's be let's be fair the 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 path is still open to him yeah all right if he can shrug off a shocking knockout loss like this which leon said himself you know this this changes people losses like this yeah. i mean i think we have seen that in the past so if usman can overcome this and go back to that same style uh and all get better edwards well there is that option when it's Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Uh, overcoming in a, in a trilogy fight, then you know that would, his legacy would be re reinstated. The danger, of course, is uh, Alan Max Holloway. He he fights him again and and finds out that Edwards is just too good. Yeah, it could. It might. What if that does happen? What if that does happen? I mean, the only yeah. way we're going to see that is if it happens next April or May, which has no. been hinted at. Joe. Yeah. You're picking Usman in the rematch. I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. You give it time. The cold, hard reality is going to come for you. I'm not picking Usman. Also, because I was doubly gutted. So, after we finished the podcast last week, me and Tom stayed on the line and we were chatting for another 15, 20 minutes. And we both regretted not picking Leon. Like, we both regretted not picking Leon. I'm not going to have that regret again. Also, because on that podcast, I said, three to one, Edwards... You gotta put money on it. I did. I did not. Put, I did not put money on. What? <laughs> I thought that was a surefire thing. I didn't. I didn't do it. Did you put money on him? Nah, Joe. Nah, Joe. I've, I've had to leave that game game behind. Yeah, unfortunately, same. I've had. But, I've had uh, to block those websites, so I can't. I can't look at those. Um, ah, Joe. I, I thought we were we were celebrating. I, I really thought you had that bet. Let's. Uh, let's. I don't want to linger on that. Let's. Uh, let's just talk about this. The only fight. For both of these guys is the rematch, isn't it? We're not having Masvidal's been like, I want, uh, give me Leon, I'll do, I'll fight Leon. Fuck off. Excuse my <laughs> language. Excuse my language, but no. Uh, no, I mean, I think you summed up with those two words, Joe. That, oh, and only those two words can. Um, it, it, there's no, there's no place for Masvidal fighting Leon. Go and win some fights, Jorge. Mm. At least, like, you know, I want to see. Leon smash you in. I want to see that, but just win, win some fights. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, now hold on, hold on. Joe. You go. I want. Yeah. Well, no, I want to ask if there is to be an interim belt. We do know as many wants to take some time out. Yeah, yeah. If there is, like I, I don't, you know, like Leon is in his prime right now. Usman gets the shot when he's ready. Yeah. But he wants to take some time out. If there was going to be an interim fight, there are some intriguing matchups. I, I, I've, it just popped into my head. Hamzat versus Covington. That's the fight, isn't it? That's going to be the fight. Wow. Yeah, that'd be the fight. Hams- wow. Hamzat versus Covington. By the way, I rewatched Burns versus Hamzat today. Uh, not as good, not as good as as you remember it. The moment of watching it tied in with the actual fight itself made it a lot better. But as an actual fight, it's it wasn't as exciting. I just, it was awesome. But Joe, you, your euphoria that you've you've hit the peak. You know, nothing will be the same. That's true. After you've seen that head kick knockout, everything will. Everything's grey now. Do you Joe. think also? I know that Edwards is the second British fighter to win a UFC title, but this means more for British MMA than when Bisping did it, right? Because Bisping was US based. He'd been there for many years. 
you know it was do you not feel that way i mean yes and it's not just because of that it's also like just look where we are in the sport now this is kamaru usman he just beat not luke rockhold not not luke rockhold not luke rockhold now look can we can we also just talk about the, the emotions again just quickly that promo of edwards afterwards like it wasn't just like what he was saying it was the fact he was delivering it right down the camera you know look at me now you know i was i was born in the trenches i was born in a hut in jamaica and look at me now look at what i have you know and it's just i can't it's weird because it's like you know talking to people at work about this where you know i was they knew about what had happened, they'd seen what had happened, and they were like, oh, wow, it's really cool that a British fighter had won it. It's just like, it is really great that it was a British fighter that won it, but it was the guy that won He wasn't supposed to be the guy. It was supposed to be Darren Till. Do you know what I mean? It's supposed to be Paddy Pimlet. It's supposed to be these guys that they really want to push as stars, and it turned out to be the guy that no one really heralded. I mean, you know, the fact he's not really much of a trash talker, the brummy accent... You know, it can kind of put people off in a way. I always quite like the Brummie accent personally, but, you know, doubly so now. Uh, and, as always, MMA math never never works out. Usman was supposed to be Edwards, Hamzat was supposed to be Diaz, and we were supposed to get Hamzat versus Usman at some point in the next six months. That ain't happening anytime soon, so... Are you saying that the door is open for Nate Diaz to <laughs> shock the world? It's always open. I mean, not that open, but, you know, it, it could happen. Right, Joe, let's talk about something that isn't grey, all right? Let's talk about something red, a little bit pink, a little bit juicy. Tanned. Like Tanned as well. Beautiful tanned <laughs> body. This was incredible. Luke Rockhold versus Paolo Costa. Paolo Costa wins a decision victory over Luke Rockhold. Um... We'll get to Costa in a moment. The story here is Rockhold, isn't it? He retires after this fight, after giving, did, after going. Did he? Did he? Let, 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 can we just clarify that? He retired for for me and for the. Fight. Is, it, is it because I didn't see any gloves in the ring? I, I haven't seen he took, a follow up post. He took the gloves off. He did take the gloves off and place them down. They didn't show that, and he has also informed the UFC uh, oh. this this week about it. And apparently, well, Joe, look, yeah. let let me just stop you there, Joe. I want a rematch. <laughs> I want an instant rematch. They're, no retirement for you, sir. This is real Batman Joker thing. These two are made for each other, aren't they? Like <laughs> this is <laughs> this is absolutely. They are bound. Their stories will uh, intertwine once more, as shown by the moment we saw, which you know will stick in the memory for quite quite a few <laughs> as a fans out there in the third it. round, where Costa Costa had Rockhold's back. Did you notice? Did you hear their trash talk? By the way. Um. Excuse my language, but Costa said, "Oh, we, uh, he had his back and he was controlling Rockhold," and he said, "Oh, one minute," and Rockhold went, "What?" He said, "Oh, you've only got one minute left," and Rockhold went, "Fuck you," <laughs> and then was just like, "I'm not having this." Powered through, just like absolutely, I'm not having this. Got his arm under his armpit and turned into Costa's guard, got on top of him, and you know when you're in that position and you're losing a fight, you know you got to start laying some ground and pound. Rockhold's not bothered with that. 
He's got a bloody face and he's taken that bloody nose and he rubs it all in Costa's face and it squirts everywhere. Je- to which, let's just be clear, to which a smile went <laughs> across Costa's face. <laughs> let's just be, you know, was, I don't think was... that was for the fans. Yet. He was caught in that moment. Yeah. Uh, and we were all betwitched by it. We were all captivated. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, bring, to... up, I'll bring up Costa's quote about that in a second because it was he did have some words about the uh oh in in the post fight press conference when he had like when he had time to to rationalize what happened to him but in the moment joe i think he liked it i think so as well uh, now look you've just encapsulated uh kind of a little bit the story of the fight there and that costa had a dominant position in, in the third and yet rockhold was able to find his way back on top um, and, and have that explosive moment where, where suddenly he had turned the fight around. Now, for me, I was watching this fight, and I saw loads of those moments from Rockhold. Yeah. If he would just stop shooting for takedowns and getting smashed in the head and gassing, I think he I think he could have stood there with, with Costa. Yeah. I mean, look, it all started going downhill immediately for Rockhold. Yeah. In that when he shot, he ate all of those... You know, when he shot for a takedown, which he believed he had to do, clearly. He was worried about trading with Costa. He thought he would have the advantage in the wrestling game. So he shoots for the takedown, ends up getting absolutely smashed to bits uh, as, as Costa fights him off. Yeah. And, you know, and they're sprawling and Costa's just pounding <laughs> pounding on poor Luke's face. Yeah. Did, um, did Rockhold's nose get broken in that moment do you know i think it might have done it was either that or in the second uh where i thought it was i thought it was straight i thought it was immediately I th- and and then I, I, that's when i saw these breathing difficulties from rock Gold after that. well we also need to factor this in this fight was for this card was at altitude i didn't realize this in our preview i was just like i didn't realize salt lake city was that high up you know we're talking mexico city level you know if sea level Rockhold was there we would have had a different fight potentially but yeah, it was in that period. Also, a hilarious moment in that first round where Rockhold just blasts Costa with four body kicks in a row. And Costa's like, yeah, 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 give it to me, give it to me. Madness, mad Joe, scene. Joe, th- those, those were heavy. Yes. Those were heavy, heavy Oh, kicks. there was no fainting in this fight. It was like, well, I'm just going to throw this and see what happens. And it was quite something. Um, I mean, can I just ask, by the way, how did you score this fight? <laughs> I feel like I'm opening myself up to ridicule. You know that I scored the second round for Luke Rockhold. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you did yeah, as well? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, right, I'm not alone. No. All right, okay. I, I loved oh, no. it. And I scored the first and the third for Costa. Yeah, clearly, clearly, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there was. I feel like this is one of the most hilarious fights I've ever seen. And <laughs> can I also tell you this? Watching Rockhold and knowing that his body's breaking down that he's probably going to retire, that this is his last fight and he's digging it out. And what is... I I teared up. I teared up watching him in this fight. I'm like, this guy was, I mean, the best middleweight of his generation. I think Anderson Silva was kind of the previous generation that crossed over into his. But, you know, the two best guys were him and Weidman. And he destroyed Weidman. Um, You know, his strike force run was... The infamous wheel kick from Weidman. Yeah, but before that, he was he got the better of Weidman in that fight. I don't. I, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But I'll just, I'll just never forget that one of the worst miscalculations when the wrestler, the all American wrestler, throws a fucking wheel kick against a, a man with a kicking game and wrestling game of Rockhold. That was just un- unbelievable. Yeah, that's that is mad. Rockhold proceeds to, to mount him and then and then finish him. Of course. Oh no, he didn't finish him in that round. 
Oh, did he not? No, it was like he was murdering him and then it got to the end of the round and then in the next round, Weidman had nothing left yeah. and um, then got finished. I mean, I, I just think that this is... It was incredible. And then his post-fight promo where you could see the emotion and then he dropped that great line where he was like, fuck, I'm so old. <laughs> just how he delivered it. Can, can I just say for the, for the fans here... Joe has assured me he's going to swear less. <laughs> I'm quoting. This episode of the pod. This, less, not more, less, less times. Can I, can I, We're up to four now, Joe. Can I, do, I, need, I need to swear one more time. He's also car- carrying a bit, what appears to be a beer in his right hand <laughs> and swearing. Can you sort it out? We're a professional podcast. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, right. sorry. We'll get to five live one day, but right now we're on, when we're on the internet, anything goes. I need to swear one more time, by the way. Rockhold, by the way, he had a quite a nice left hook in this fight that he landed a few times on Costa and rocked him. He was just wanging, <laughs> wanging him. He was absolutely <laughs> wanging him out there. And Costa was just there to be hit. It was great. I loved it. And then the the one where Rockhold's face is bloodied. He's an absolute mess. He looks at Costa, says F you, and throws that left hand and knocks him down. It, as Rogan said on commentary, it was like a movie. Like we saw two Rocky movies in this same fight card. He had Rocky 1 when he loses, and he had Rocky 2 when he wins, okay? And let me tell you, I don't know which one I prefer. No, I do know which one I prefer. It was uh, Edwards. It was it was incredible. It, yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. incredible. I mean, I couldn't have hoped for more from Rock Alcosta, but but, you know, but I just I just wonder if 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 Costa, uh, sorry, if Rockhold had a little bit more faith that he could hang with Costa, I don't know, you know, why that was drilled into him in the camp. But mm. obviously, we know the game plan. We saw how it unfolded. Clearly, it didn't work. No, it just what I saw of them, Joe, is when they were just trading on the feet. Rockhold was absolutely working him. He was landing uh, huge. Shots he was landing in that big shots, round. but Costa was there to be hit always. But it, no, but he always will be. Yeah, of course. Like, Adesanya showed us that. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, for a kickboxer, for a man who can, with, with those kicks, we saw all of them, by the way, in the second round, a real exhibition yeah. stuff. He threw a um, crescent kick, didn't he? It was. He threw a crescent kick, and it, and it landed, yeah. you know, and it hurt. It hurt. Yeah. Now, now, look, I, I just think that, yeah, really, I really think that Rocco could beat Costa. Look, it, the fact is he, he was gassed. He was having breathing issues, probably because of the broken nose, because broken nose because of the failed um, failed takedown attempt. Mm. Uh, and yet, he was still doing enough for both of us to score the second round for Luke Rockhold. So let's talk about Paolo Costa. Let's yeah. talk about Paolo Costa. Oh, actually, well, hold on. I just want to say one more thing about Rockhold. He had that sleeve on his left leg, um, and they mentioned it was because he had a staph infection in the past. Ariel Hawani, after this fight card, was bigging up Rockhold and talking about all the things he's gone through, saying that he almost had that leg amputated. Like, he almost had that leg amputated in the last four or five years or so because of that staph infection. Can't believe what he's come back from. And if he wants to sail off into the sunset, what a way to go. This is almost like the like the way that you should want to retire in the losing effort, do you know what I mean? Of, like, absolutely dogged 
oh, determination. There's nothing but respect for, for what Rockhold did, uh, did in that. Right. You know, he went through the fire. He really he did. He really did. Let's talk about the fire. And he didn't need to. No. He didn't need to. Let's talk about the fire, though. Let's talk about Paolo Costa. We didn't really learn anything from Costa other than, like, he can fight against Southpaws and he still can't fight against Orthodox fighters at all. Um, he's got one more fight left on his UFC contract. I think there'd be ridiculous to let him go this guy is hilarious and should be treasured as such um and i want to see him fight who do you want to see him fight really uh well let's uh let's look at the middleweight division as things stand mm. now obviously rockhold being unranked it didn't do a whole lot for Costa's ranking. No. However, Marvin Vittori has gone up in the ranking. <laughs> number two now. Okay. Uh, following the weekend's action. And we know that, of course, the middleweight matchup is made. The Whit- Whitaker's tied up. Cannoneer, who's he fighting? Strickland. Mm. In October. So we're already down. Well, I don't want to see Derek Bronson fight. Darren Till? Oof. Loser leaves town. I don't want Costa leaving any town. No, what you think Till would beat Costa? I think I just like we said in the in like like I've already said about Rockhold. I think Rockhold could beat Costa. I think Luke Rockhold could beat Costa. I just think it was a poor game plan. I let Joe. He broke his nose, and, and that's why he was so he, gassed. He was, no, Despite he was that, gassed. He was at, he was at elevation as well. I th- I think he was just struggling to breathe through. I, I think well, was struggling great. to breathe at elevation. That's. It's a terrible combination, isn't it? I also, I want, look, I want, for, 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 as a point of clarity here, all right, you piqued my interest when you said that Salt Lake City has the same altitude as Mexico. I didn't. I, Joe, I don't think that's true. It's, I think it's, it's. They are both at altitude. I didn't say they were the same. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm at altitude right now. The altitude is about ten meters above sea level. Okay. Um, it's, it's not the same. What's this? Mexico City is twice as high as Salt Lake City. Ah, what's the difference? It both sucks. Okay, can we just talk about Luke Rockhold just quickly? This... Oh, well, I think we talked a lot about Luke Rockhold, but we can talk some more about Bro, it. Bro, listen to this. Listen to this. These are the people he's beat. He beat Jack Array for the Strike Force Middleweight title. Defeated Keith Jardine. Defeated Tim Kennedy. Uh, then in the UFC, defeat Tim Boach. Michael Bisping in Australia. That was an incredible performance. Leota Machida and Chris Weidman then for the title. I mean, I, those are some pretty impressive names to have on have on your resume, isn't it? Like that's there's not. I, I think that he should go out as a Joe. more well remembered than how he probably will be, just because he had Joe. the Romero loss. I mean, losing to Romero by knockout, Jan Blachowicz by knockout. No shame in that, in my mind. Joe Luke Rockhold versus Kevin Holland. Set it up. What? Luke Rockhold versus Kevin Holland. Holland's I want to see it. Not... There's more. No. There's more fights for Luke Rockhold. There he is. There's... Get him. There... Get him in there. No. What Sign is wrong? With you? <laughs> Leave the poor. Joe, man that alone. was an amazing, amazing performance. Amazing performance. I don't As think. I don't think it was an amazing performance. I think the combination of the two made an amazing moment. I just. Right. Joe, when I say performance, I mean show. Okay. All right. Freak show is the word you're looking for. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about um, Marab Devashvili. Uh, defeats Jose Aldo by unanimous decision. Um, Dana dumped on this afterwards, saying this did nothing for Marab, even though he's gone up to number three in the rankings at bantamweight. Undeserved in my mind. Undeserved. 
he should not be at number three. He should. He, he, you you agree with Dana? He shouldn't be ahead of Marlon Vera. Fighters shouldn't be paid properly. He should, well, that's another debate. Shouldn't be paid for this performance. I'll tell you that much. Pressing Aldo up against the cage. By the way, I gave Aldo the first round. I don't know. Is that crazy for me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I gave Aldo the first round. Hundred percent. Much heavier shots. Yeah, yeah. And then second and third, I had to give to Marab. Just pressed him up against the cage. Didn't really do much. Wasn't able to get much off. Aldo was more interesting. Agreed. Aldo was also more interesting. Well, beautiful intercepting knees to the body. Love that. Yeah, they were. That they was were. lush, Fantastic. wasn't it? Oh, that yeah. was good. That was some good yeah. stuff. Uh, Marab ate them for breakfast, but uh, yeah. yeah, they were. I'm, I'm sure they hurt a lot. Yeah, and I. It was one of those weird Aldo performances, like the, you know, the Lamas one, the TKZ one, where it's just kind of like he seemed to be a lot more comfortable than what it actually was. Maybe like it was just kind of a bit of a weird. Performance. Yeah, well, like it was. Look, Joe. I mean, it's a weird. It's a weird fight. It's 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 a weird. Fight. It was a weird it's fight. A, it's a it's a blooper. Like I mean, Aldo. I had absolutely flawless takedown defense and didn't take any damage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what are you supposed to say? I mean, what do you want me to say? I think he got more damage off over the course of the fight than Marab did. I certainly appreciated his style more. I appreciated his output. For sure. But Marab neutralized him with pressure. I'm not saying that they should have been separated more often. I think so. Well. I think so. Yeah, so so you know, like I'm not going to dump on Aldo because he did his job. I think also just... it should be the case that you get less and less time in that sort of up against the fence, pressing someone against the fence positions because it's like you're obviously not getting anywhere. Well, I'm going to give you two minutes well, each time. Hold, hold on, hold on. Kamara Usman's built a all-time great run. Yeah, but Kamara people against the cage, yeah, but he's smashing them, yeah, smashing them up. Yeah, but Devash really didn't do that. No, he and didn't he, do he that's nothing. And he was he had the same. I mean, he had less rounds than Usman. You know, he has a similar game plan. Um, and he wasn't able to get nearly as much damage off. I want to pull up a statistic for you here. Go on, which is Which is really, really uh, striking. And I want you to factor this in when, when we're talking about this fight. Go on. Um, but I have to find the statistic first. Okay. Sorry for my, <laughs> my, my lack of... Wow, great uh, ...lack of professionalism. <laughs> No, well, it, it's the uh, significant strikes, Joe. I want to see the significant strikes for that fight because I think Marab Aldo outlanded him. No, Marab. No, I'm talking about significant strikes. I'm not yeah, Marab. About, like taps. No, Marab outstruck him. Significant strikes. Fifty-seven to thirty-eight. Fifty-seven to thirty-eight. Okay. Yeah. Even in, and, but also in the first round, I'd imagine that Marab outlanded if that's the case. Uh, I'll go per round here. It was uh, fifteen to Aldo, sixteen to Marab. 11 each in round two, and then 12 uh, to Aldo, 30 in round three. A, a 30 uh, to Marab in round three. 30 significant strikes? Who's counting those? I know. He landed zero <laughs> significant strikes in that last one. Joe, like, it was a weird, weird fight. Marab won it by the rules of the sport and, 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 and how we have it set up. But, but did Aldo lose? No. I mean, yes, but no. It's 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 one of the as you said by the rules of the sport he won but not really he didn't win any what do, he didn't win any fans from that. You know. What do we do, Joe? What do we do? We've got Marab oh, gone up. He's taken Aldo's unru- take, take his three. take his ranking away. Like I, that's what I think. I you know and also then like going on aerial show and saying oh Aldo told me that he's retiring. It's just like you don't get to say, you don't get to say no, that. No, you don't get to say that's, that. Yeah. That's bang out of order. And you and you're not yeah, saying that, that in the moment either. 
You've had a couple of days mm. to think about it. That's a yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, I didn't like that either. No, so you should be punished. Is, are you, is he losing boy status, Joe? A boy status is well revoked by by the end of round two. It was gone. So I'm not I'm not having that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so can we still give Aldo a shot of the belt? No, or is, no, 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 no. He has to then what? Win two more fights. Does he? Look, look, Joe. Right, they've moved Aldo now. He's down to six. So if he right. fights, so let's say he fights the winner of Sandhagen versus Song Yudong. That makes a lot of sense. Now, look, I want to say down at six. Ahead of him is Marlon Vera, who beat him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Below him is Rob Font, beat who him. beat him. Beat him yeah. So, so Aldo is still right there. I'm not moving Aldo down the rankings off the back of that performance. He didn't need to take the fight. I don't know. I'm not trying to be too partisan here, but I feel like you know, one more matchup and then he's and then he's ready. Yeah, maybe. Come on, Joe. Look, Corey Sanhagen goes and and uh, puts a you know a beating on song. A beating on song, which I think we're both. Yeah, expect. I'm expecting that. Aldo then beats Sanhagen. That's enough for a shot on the belt. That's if he beats Sanhagen. That's that's the other no, thing. No, no. Well, that's a hell of a mountain to climb. Oh, what so. a fight that would be. Anyway, we're getting way way too ahead of ourselves. Let's quickly go through the rest of this main card here. Uh, Lucy Pudilova defeats uh, Yanan Wu sorry, by uh, KO, TKO, elbows from back mount, which meant uh, hits, uh, shots to the back of the head mostly to uh, to finish that off. Uh, it's the range, Joe. It's the range. That yeah, indeed. And then Tyson Pedro defeats Harry Hunsucker, uh, body kick to ground strikes, TKO, victory there. You picked Tyson Pedro to win by knockout. I chose Hunsucker, uh, who now falls to a record of seven and six. Jabroni status confirmed. Tom retains his predictions title. Congratulations, Tom. If only I'd picked Leon Edwards to win. Anyway, uh, shall we talk about the news, Tom? I think so, because we've said all there is to oh, be about this. Oh, sorry, the sorry, sorry. No, there's one more thing I need to bring up. Paolo Costa's quotes about the blood moment with uh, Rockhold. Uh, here we go. I didn't see in the moment of the fight. I just felt something on my face. I was so worried on blocking his arms so I don't get elbowed on the face or punched, but I felt something. Now, when I saw the replay, it's very disgusting. It's a weird moment. I saw the moment when Romero kissed him after beating him as well. I was like, this is the weirdest moment that I have ever seen, but this beats that moment. <laughs> I don't know why Rockhold did that. Maybe he did that because he was so frustrated, maybe angry because he was losing the fight. But I took a very long shower after the fight. <laughs> Um, now Joe with your calm rational uh, English accent there you don't capture the true magnificence <laughs> with which uh, Paolo said this yeah. because like it all sounds quite reasonable and rational when you say it like you're saying it but Paolo he's just got such a strange aura to I, him. I love him he's great anyway news there's been a fight added to UFC 279 Tom have you seen this fight it's been added I haven't okay at welterweight the leech is back, Tom. And he is facing Tony Ferguson at welterweight. Um, is this Tony trying to cash some checks before on the way out? Like my my eyebrows are raised, Jim. This is uh this is depressing, isn't it? Like he's fighting a guy, a weight division up, who doesn't really have much of a name with the fans, who is sneaky good, um, and you've just been brained by Michael Chandler a weight division down from this um, I worry for Tony Ferguson with this fight 
Joe, the problem is, like, I can reel off a ne- 15 names uh, across welterweight, 15 names across lightweight, mm. and you will be worrying for Tony Ferguson. That is, unfortunately, where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are in dangerous, dangerous territory now. And I think... Um, I think we need to um, we need to start questioning what will happen to him post career. I think Tom. Uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a worry, a bit of a worry here. Um, right, other one more fight uh, piece of uh, news here, Tom. December tenth, three round fight, Rafael Fazeev versus Justin Gaethje in the works. That stirs your loins, doesn't it? Um, I'm certainly tickled. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. It should happen. Yes. Let's go. Let's go, yeah. indeed. It's right direction. Right. Tom, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, well, following up on our opening segment of the po- preview podcast, Mike Perry, he beat Michael Page. Yes, he did. Did you watch okay, it? Boxing. I did. Of course, I did not watch that. You didn't watch that. Actually. I did. Yeah, it it was dreadful. It was uh, it was really dreadful. It went to a sudden death round. It was very odd. Very very odd. Uh, I don't know. But it, it, it wasn't very pleasurable. I must say. Um, right, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. You can contact us at holdonbrother sixty nine at gmail dot com. We'll be back next week to preview UFC Paris. Headlined by Cyril Garn versus Taito Ivasa and co-main event of Robert Whittaker versus Marvin Vittori. Can't wait. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure, Joe. And uh, listeners, thank you for uh, for joining us. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Leon, what did it feel like the moment you landed that kick and the moment you saw him drop and you knew you did it? What was that like? I can't explain it, Joe. God is on my side. I said it all week. I felt like this is my moment. Everything happened in the past. The two years out, the pandemic, all of it. They all said I couldn't come back and do it. There is no ring rust. I told you that already. Now look at me now. The champion of the world, soldier. The champion of the world. The champion of the world. Look at me now. I was born in Jamaica with nothing. I live in a wooden shed, zinc roof. Look at me now. Look at me now, strap season. We've got it, baby. You did it, Leon. You accomplished one of the most difficult things in all of combat sports against the best guy in the world. Congratulations, sir. You are the welterweight champion of the world. Thank you, Joe. I can't explain this moment. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Thank you to the USC for giving the kid that was born with nothing opportunity to be something. Thank you. It was an honor to call your fight. Congratulations. The champion of the world, ladies and gentlemen, Leon!